listeners, and welcome back to the Total Football Analysis Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scully, and we've another exciting episode for you all today. This is the second episode of TFA Scouted. Last week, we had a look at Hellas Verona's Isaac Hien, and we believe he has the potential to be a top central defender one day. However, in this one, we're not going to be looking at potential future star players. Instead, we'll be taking a look at a coach that we believe has a lot of potential in football. Bring some wonderful ideas to the table of our beautiful game. This episode is centered around the former Liverpool, Roma, Fiorentina and Italy national team midfielder Albert Aquilani, who is currently in charge of Fiorentina's under-19s in the Primavera. Myself and TFA analyst Brian Marquez will be using our tactical knowledge to break down Aquilani's coaching philosophy for you all, looking at how his youngsters play in and out of possession as well as what clubs Aquilani could potentially move to in the future. So without further ado... Let's get into it. Brian, welcome back to the TFA Scouted Podcast. How are you? How was your week? Adam, how are you? I'm very, very good. Seeing a lot of club football and all that. I'm very glad it, it came back. Well, it was you who pointed me towards the man who we're going to speak about today on the podcast, and that is... Albert Aquilani, who was in charge of Fiorentina's under-19s, or Fiorentina's Primavera side. You said that they play really interesting football, and I was I didn't disagree, but I hadn't seen them, so I couldn't comment. I watched them last night in preparation for this podcast, and you're right, I, I, I loved watching them, but they were so interesting, especially in possession. Obviously, out of possession, there's, there's not really many um, new ideas you can come up with. That, yeah. you know, it, I suppose in possession is where you mainly see innovation, and, and he does play really exciting football in possession, especially, and we'll talk about it in a minute, it's quite similar to that of a certain compatriot, obviously. We, I won't mention yeah. his name, yeah. I do want to say, though, as a, as a player, Aquilani played for some unbelievable sides. Obviously, he was with Roma for numerous years, almost a decade, and he played under guys like Fabio Capello, of course, yep. a, a, serial, a serial winner, one of the most decorated managers of all time. A very conservative coach I want to say and then he moved to Liverpool where he played under Rafael Benitez again not the most offensive minded coach in the world and he went to Juventus Fiorentina where he did play under like Vincenzo Montella who of course was a very uh, offensive coach he was very modern in Italian football even in a period where maybe not every coach played that way now obviously we see in, in Italian football now it's very much possession-based and teams do want to be more attractive almost but um who do you think from his playing career anyway has had the and oh, oh sorry i should also mention he played on the like cesar prandelli and marcelo lippi at international level who um do you think has had the I suppose the biggest influence on his career then as a as a manager before we kind of talk about the way they play the who who, who have been his clear influences then on his coaching career uh, it's a tough question because he was a really good ball playing midfielder, progressive midfielder, and he played for managers like uh, very uh, like more in the defensive mindset mm-hmm. of the game and all that. So it's very difficult to find one. Lippi could be one on the national team, but it's not that club level manager that was day and day mm-hmm. off yeah. with him uh, training. But he definitely has sometimes playing at a defensive with a defensive mindset manager 
and then with an offensive mindset manager just mix all of your his principles and mm-hmm. you kind of see him in this Fiorentina team i don't know which coach to to choose for for his uh, uh, like influence Luciano I, Spalletti maybe a little bit maybe you know, maybe a little bit of we see how Napoli play now yeah, very, now at yeah. Napoli it could be the main man that mm. he is influential because Spalletti, the way the fluid football and the rotations on the pitch, and that quote he said on the press like some months ago, like I don't play with formations, with systems, with all that. Yeah. I, I, he was saying that his players just play football and they're free to run and to move and all that. That's very good, and that is a thing that we have. If you watch Fiorentina, you're going to see that kind of principle. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree. Spalletti could be very very massively his influence of course yeah and let's talk about then how they actually do play because it is very possession oriented as you said he's played under some extremely pragmatic coaches throughout his career and as when you watch his team it's the polar opposite to that maybe it's him releasing um some kind of trauma that that's how he always (laughs) wanted to play so he's making sure that he doesn't kill the creativity of his side but you do see how he play but I just want to touch on the point you made about I suppose structure and system they <laughs> don't really play with a set formation obviously but they do have set principles which yeah. I feel almost form into a shape so whether they play a 4-3-3 or a tree at the back they almost always fall with a tree anyway at the back talk to me about that then and you know they're, I suppose they're, they're early possession principles in terms of like the build-up phase and 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 and, and so yeah. forth the i don't know if i can say the name of the manager <laughs> no the, the, his compatriot oh, for it. <laughs> okay I, i'm going for it he's the first passes of the possession phase attacking phase of uh, akilani are way too similar of what the serbi has done mm-hmm. at shakhtar sassuolo and brighton, uh, brighton right now uh his center backs, like, well, to explain the the the, the kind of uh, formation mm-hmm. uh, that Akilani is like, uh, like to play his players in inside his principles is like a f- three at the back, two very rotational midfield, three at the back with the right back tucking in, and one of the and the left wing back goes off to play as a winger, and he's very mm-hmm. good in that search but that is amazing he plays with two very rotational midfielders two inverted wingers no sorry one inverted winger that likes to go into the uh, midfield and other midfielder like going behind him you know like being the man on top that kind of rotation Mm -hmm. through the middle is very good and another wide player on the right wing that is this one is a winger so in the first passes of the the, the build-up of the play, the centre-backs, like, sit on the ball. <laughs> like, they put the foot on the ball and try to attack the pressure. The and explain, what, explain what that does then, because we see with Brighton what that does when, say, one of the central defenders yeah. put their foot on the ball and what, I suppose, the, 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 the significance of that and why it's important and why it's okay for defenders. Yeah. We, we almost yeah. say that it's almost it, become it, a thing it, that you shouldn't put your foot on the ball as a player, but it's not yeah. really the case. It's uh, so important in this kind of 
uh, offensive idea that the yeah. Serbian Akilani wants to play. Because when you place this foot to the ball and you're waiting to the rival to press you, there, are, they, there can be rivals that don't want to press, but this could be like, like put the, your feet on the ball just could be like, oh, this man, I'm going to press him. Mm-hmm. Like it, It's the kind of trigger, you know? And when the player runs towards you and your foot is on the ball, it's a space behind created for you. And if you are good on the ball, like the three centre-backs Akilani is using the Fiorentina, the ball is going to progress freely to a midfielder and he can then turn and the rotation. This is what I like the most for from his team. His centre-backs like really do well in this uh, situation to wait for the pressure and then release the ball. But then when these centre-backs put the foot on the ball, what is happening in front of them is absolutely great. Like mm-hmm. midfielders are moving from one side to another. The inverted wingers come to close to the midfielders and one midfielder goes as an, an inverted winger. This kind of rotation is unstoppable. You don't know which one man to mark. Mm-hmm. And you can see that on a Premier League top level at Brighton. Like, um, I don't know, Colwell is recently playing and he does it really well, this kind of uh, wait for the pressure. He plays the pass to the midfield and with all this rotation, the midfielder, when he receives the ball, has one player in front of him and then the player, he passes the ball, he receives mm-hmm. the ball, he has wide players, he has very like he has very very much players in the middle and it's a time in football where teams look to be uh to overload through the white zones and it's very brave to try and overload at the middle like trying to get four five players in there uh doing triangulations one two combinations quick combinations and then to turn and to play for the wide uh, players up front but it's to play that with that kind of young players it's very good like they look like 30 years old they have the idea so clear all the players all the pieces he uses are these uh, have this kind of idea and one player that uh, uh, stood out for me was Lorenzo Lucchesi the center back uh, it was really good in possession in this idea so Aguilani could be on his way very soon to, to to pick up a professional team because the idea is in possession, especially, is very fluid, is very well trained because to, to get these young players playing like this is, is unbelievable. Yeah, I agree. But I think what is even more interesting is that you never mentioned Roberto De Zerbi to me before I watched the team, before I watched Fiorentina's Primavera side. I watched them and then I text you and we both said, "Agree." Yeah, it's yeah, exactly yeah. like Roberto De Zerbi said. <laughs> you know, it's well, not exactly, but it's very similar to it. We, we didn't, you didn't say to me, "Oh, watch these; they play like De Zerbi." It was just, it was just so. When you watch them, you'll understand what we're talking about. They're so pedantic in terms of how they pass the ball and how the the pivot move, the double pivot move, and the even um. What I loved is when I I watched that game against uh, Inter Milan. And Christian Kivu, of course, Champions League treble winner in 2010 under Jose Mourinho, is the manager of Inter- Internacional's Primavera side. Krastev played as a central centre-half, but so many times, especially when they were in the build-up phase, Krastev would move behind Inter's two-man forward line 
to receive and then the two wide centre-backs would, and then the, the wing-backs would drop low and it'd become almost a 4 tree And then they'd move forward up the pitch, cross they would drop deep again as the central centre-half. And I love those 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 movements to give an extra passing option behind the first line. I love those ideas from Aquilani. And as you said, at that level, it's so impressive to get a team playing like that when they're not fully matured, when they're not mature enough really tactically as they would be in a couple of years. One thing I do want to ask you, though, is I've also watched Vincenzo Italiano's Fiorentina. In that interview you sent me, Brian, uh, Aquilani talks about how it's important that they get them ready for the first team. They play quite different to the first team. It, you know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not obviously disrespecting Aquilani in terms of how he wants to play. I actually probably preferred watching the under 19s <laughs> and the, like... the, the first side, but it, it's not as if he's they're going from, you know, same system to same system. That there is obviously still possession oriented, but it's still a little bit different. Would that be? hard for the players to make that step up or would it do you think just base the basics of how they want to play football is similar enough that it would be quite a smooth transition yeah i don't i don't think this could be harmful for the player that is growing at that age at that Mm -hmm. age you have to play different positions different systems different ideas of possession based team or principles direct principles all that you have to take one piece from all that and try to be as versatile versatile and like a player that can play in every system the manager wants at every principle with on possession off possession and all that like uh, um akilani is saying in that interview as well that he doesn't like to be playing on only one model like only one structure only one idea so that's very good for him and for his players. And then when when a player like he was also saying that players at this age have have to play and have to uh, uh, like experience all these systems, all these um, uh, principles in football. And then when you go from the under ninety to the first team of Italiano, that is very different. Um, you could bring such new things for your team that the coach will love and mm-hmm. you will fit into the things that he wanted to, but also give an extra. So that as a player is a thing to like be thankful with your manager, with Aquilani and then with Italiano or whichever the manager is at this uh, youth level or first team level. It's kind of amazing to have this uh, managers, but the kind of the thing I love from um, Akilani is like his players are have freedom to do uh, things on the pitch, mm-hmm. can retain the ball, can dribble. Indeed, they try to finish the ball every time with a dribble from out wide from one of the wingers. So that is very good because sometimes you see managers that are saying to the players, "Do not dribble." do not retain the ball, pass it quickly and all that. And the players give something else away from the principles that Akilani wants to, to give them. It's very good because the players are, I, I think the potential, the squad, the entire squad from Fiorentina, the, the mm-hmm. Fiorentina from Akilani has, is really amazing. The players yeah. that are there play very good football. 
know how to retain the ball, how to play quickly, how to move on the pitch. And that is thanks to, to this kind of ideas. Uh, he has been there like for uh, one year, I think two mm -hmm. years at uh, Fiorentina as a under 90 head coach. And, and it's, it's the kind of things I love to bring principles, but also allow the players to be football players, to be creative, to have freedom to play. That is what I think a successful coach mm -hmm. at this age, especially, could bring to the players. One of my favorite aspects of that style of play, and when I say that style of play, I mean the very patient foot on the ball style that the Zerbi brings to any team he yeah. coaches. And when you watch Aquilani's side, you see exactly the same idea hmm. is that it almost takes away or not takes away, but kind of there's a, there's a difference when we usually talk about midfielders being the tempo setters that you talk about players like Tony Cruz, who, you know, yeah, yeah. are the ones that set the tempo for the side, but it's almost like in these teams, the center, the center backs do that. The center backs, you know, because they're putting their foot on the ball. They're waiting for the opposition center forward to take to a move. step out. Then they quickly pass left, and then the, so 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 say you're the central center, center, yeah, and, center and, half, Krastev, and he puts yeah. his foot on the ball. The opposition center forward takes a step out. He goes to Lukesi then, and straight away Lukesi plays first time into the mid the double pivot. They can turn and play. It's almost like they're yeah. the center backs now are the tempo setters, and I think that's such a lovely or interesting, I suppose, tactical shift in that style of play compared to where you're maybe in a normal system like a Guardiola or etc yeah. or, or uh, Spain on the Luis Enrique Sergio Busquets would yeah. do the the tempo set and he'd quicken the, quicken mm. the pass when it needed to be exactly and it's a, it's a very curious thing to see midfielders have the ball like in two seconds mm -hmm. and the center backs to have it like 30 seconds 20 seconds it, it's crazy but it it works and the Serbia is making it work at a top league like the Premier League and Akilani has this influence from his friend, like they have to be friends. They have, uh, hopefully, they have to chat about this because they're way too similar. It, yeah. ha it, it couldn't be a coincidence. They have to talk about this. Mm -hmm. So to have this, it's, it's really uh, crazy because when the ball is in the midfielder foot, it's like you can count five seconds and they are on the attacking third. But not because a player uh, does a carry or takes a long ball, which is allowed as well. The centre-back sometimes, because the midfield pins so much the rival on the middle, they could send a long ball to the wide players and they activate yeah. space and they run and they score. And that as well is very good because you have principles from a, another di from a direct idea that is the opposite for, for yours. That help the players and help to score and help to win games. You have to be this kind of creative and this kind of grabbing uh, pieces from all these uh, things. And the way the midfielders just touch the ball and have quick yeah. combinations with them to end. And in five seconds, you see the white player dribbling into the box. It's awesome. It's mm -hmm. awesome to, to see this kind of... It's like a, a bit of Argentina in the World Cup. Like mm -hmm. these four midfielders... Uh, playing quicker combinations and all that it's it's very good to see a team that likes the possession but likes it quick like yeah. when a team has the ball and is direct in his approach but as well has wants to be calm in one uh, phase of the game that is with the center backs in the first passes of the full build up it, it's awesome it's like a, a, a really good idea. Well, that's my way 
to see mm-hmm. football. It's obviously football is so uh, relative and and personal. Subjective, but, that yeah, you know, subjective. It's, it's so you know, it's subjective. As some people would prefer a different style of play. Some people maybe prefer yeah. a counter attacking style. And, over, and some uh, over people position. will prefer to be defensively solid. And that is what. Akilani at the moment hasn't been at Fiorentina. Well, we'll touch on that. So we'll, we'll move on to that now because when we talk about similarities with the Zerbi, I think defensively is obviously where they kind of they're separated a little yeah. bit. I think where Aquilani is separated from, and it does blow my mind that he's been coached by some of the greatest pragmatists of all time. And you <laughs> I was going to say that. Rafa Benitez <laughs> and you have Fabio Capello and you have all these great, and, and even Marcelo yeah. Lippi with Cesare uh, Prandelli as well. And then you watch Aquilani's side, they're very man-to-man, especially in the high press, but they're so yeah. vulnerable at the back. I think I watched the game against uh, Torino. Uh, the most recent yeah, match, I watched that too. They conceded two yeah. penalties. Yeah, 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 yeah. So talk to me then about and, their frailties defensively. We'll, we'll first start with the, the high press and then the, man, the man-to-man and yeah. the high press, but then we'll move on to kind of their frailties lower down you the could tell, You could tell that Aquilani just hates these managers <laughs> <laughs> because he like... He's not the same defensively yeah. as Benitez or mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, and he likes to go high on the pitch uh, with a man-marking press, yeah. especially looking to play, move the ball, uh, like orient, yeah, how can I say that? Like, yeah, like force their rival to move the ball to the Into a right certain- back. Area of the pitch, yeah. Into a certain area. And normally yeah. it's the right back or the left back. They try to move it there wide with one player just forcing like... And to just, sorry not to interrupt you, but just to explain why. Okay. Uh, so many teams when they're pressing high prefer to force wide and to say wider pressing traps. So if you watch a team like Athletic Club in La Liga under yeah. last season, yeah. especially under Marcelino and this season again under Ernesto Valverde, they force you wide to win the ball out wide because you can basically use the touchline, the sideline as an extra defender yeah, because you're cutting off the angle. So if they're, if you if you have mm-hmm. the ball at the sideline, you can only play forward, inside, backwards, or, or kind of diagonally. You can't go right. You can't, you can only, basically you have only half the passing options. So just yeah. to all listeners, that's why people do force, when you're pressing, you force the opposition wide because you're cutting off half their angles, yeah. essentially. Yeah, he goes man marking the rival midfielders to uh, try to force these kind of zones where mm-hmm. he wants to play. But sometimes he changes. Sometimes he goes and mark the fullback and wants the ball to be played to the midfield and all that. Uh, the touchline acts as an extra defender, just as you said, because you don't have angle. It's the most difficult zone to receive the ball as a player. You, If you're right-footed and you're playing at the right-back, you when you open your body and you're pressed, you don't have angle of mm-hmm. anything to progress. You have to be brave and you have to try to put the ball through the minimal spaces. And maybe you win a throw in, but a lot of the time you'll yeah you, know, you could but turn over possession. Throw in, it's more yeah. man marking than mm-hmm. every other situation yeah. in football. So it's complicated and it's very good. But when the team because you can high press the rival, but at the end, the rival is always going to progress. At at one time, at one time in the game, he could progress mm-hmm. and he could score a goal, and you know, and you didn't score the goal, and you lose one 0 because of that. And when the teams progress against the high press of Arkilani, 
they want to be like a bit more structural in their approach. They don't they don't look to be like counter pressing. I think mm-hmm. they're like they are aggressive in the final turn, but when the ball progresses, they want to be more sonal and more compact. And in that way, you could say like players Benitez. at this age. Yeah, you could say like Benitez is there. <laughs> but like players at this age are not like that mature to mm-hmm. to make the regression and be more Well, I know if I'm 17, 18, I don't want to spend 90 minutes in my own tour defending. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, exactly. I lose interest now, What like, you know, just walking down the street, never mind, as a 17-year-old trying to sit in deep for 90 minutes. That's I a, just think you, you're right. Exactly, you need exactly. a certain le- level of maturity, I suppose, to yeah. play in that manner. As a person that has played football uh, and two, three years ago, mm-hmm. I was playing football, I didn't like this. Not that I didn't like, but I didn't understand it that much. Like, be compact, be solid, create the lines, create a 4-4-2, 4-5-1. I don't know, because... In the defensive shape, in the defensive phase, you have to have you have to create a shape. When you're attacking, you have to create chaos, and the players have to move everywhere and have to be bone well and dynamic. But when you're defending, you have to be the most compact and solid, and these kind of things. When you're young, and you're playing with other young players, because if you're playing at the first team and you're 19 years old, but all the players are 25, 26. 30 years old, okay, you have some idea, you have players of that age talking about your positioning, when to jump, when to come back and all that. Mm-hmm. And as well, Fiorentina has this kind of mistakes giving the ball away because it's a risky uh, idea of having the ball and they are sometimes in transitions, defensive transitions and they didn't defend that well because you're a midfielder and you're playing quick combinations and you're waiting for the rival to get into you to free spaces. And sometimes you're going to get cogged and you're going to uh, get, lose the ball and make a bad pass. So that can happen. But in this look for be more compact, Fiorentina has some problems. But I think that if in professional football, like in top leagues, first team, Fiorentina even, I don't know if, mm-hmm. if that could be the idea of Fiorentina. He's like 38 years old, so he's young. Um, it could work. This kind of high press and then come back to a more sonal and compact. But as well, it's complicated. Because when you're going to high press, you're going to try and steal the ball. And if the team progress, you're norm- if you're normally a high pressing side, you're con- you counter press. Like you want to, your players to follow them and all that. And this like um, transformation from a high man-marking pressing to a sonal one, it's a complicated to train, but it mm. can happen. So if it make it, makes it work at the top uh, level, top tires of England, France, Italy, wherever he wants to coach, Italy, uh, everywhere. It's going to be complicated, but it, it, if it, if it makes it work, makes it work, it's going to be very good, a very good idea to defend uh, yeah. against. And I do want to say, just speaking about that high pressing, I think the frailties in man marking during a high press were mainly, I suppose, highlighted, especially when Marcelo Bielsa was in England, because yeah. especially in the Premier League when there was millions upon millions watching every single match 
it, it was quite easy for someone to, I don't want to say easy, but it, it looked easy anyway, um, especially yeah. when you're playing teams yeah, yeah. like Liverpool or, you know, Man City who have great ball carrying centre backs. They could, yeah. so say uh, Patrick Bamford was pressing for Leeds and John Stones carried the ball past his pressure. Everyone else is being man-marked. So then you have to, Leeds would have to dismark someone. So say there was a midfielder man-marking someone else, he'd have to leave his man to go press John Stones. But then that leaves the other guy free. And I think that was one of obviously the frailties that there still is in man marking. When I watch Fiorentina, I feel sometimes they're a little naive. Um, and you are right, but I suppose, I suppose to their credit, they do kind of regress into a more compact zone, uh, zonal block yeah. quickly enough. Um, but yeah, I do feel, yeah. especially during transition as well, as you said, in the counter present, so much work needs to still be done on that. Although Aquilani yeah. is still a young coach, he's still learning. Yeah, exactly. You know. It's his first experience at this level. He's young and all that. He has to still grow in, in all those aspects of the game, but mm -hmm. it's kind of, he, he has great potential if you see him playing attacking football. When you see Fiorentina with the ball, you, you just said to, to yourself, like, this man is going to coach at the top level. Mm -hmm. It's a very good and brave idea. And I, uh, like very much that from well, speaking from of that then let's go on to I suppose potential clubs that Aquilani could go to and yeah. manage in the, in the future and uh, there is I suppose when you sent me recommendations on clubs maybe he he could go to, you also sent me leagues as well you said Serie B, Serie B for me yeah. was the most interesting because that's almost become Definitely. a breeding ground for coaches on their first jobs, you look at Daniele De Rossi uh, Fabio Cannavaro's there now. Filippo Gonzaga. Yeah, he's been at numerous yeah. clubs there already. Um, there are more that I can't even think of on the top of my head. But you know they, they've gone to Serie B to establish themselves and and try and you know make it. I suppose either by getting promotion to Serie A, which yeah. is unbelievable. I mean, great, or else by doing so well, they eventually move on then to a Serie A club. So what kind of what kind of clubs do you think that uh, I suppose need Aquilani? Yeah, and they're doing. So good there, like Filippo. Uh, I think was uh, the leader of the league. He got Benevento promoted as well a couple of seasons. Oh yeah, ago. It's, yeah. exactly, exactly. He got Benevento promoted. Mm -hmm. But they're doing quite good. It's, it, it's their country. It's a very good league because Italian top clubs send out on loan players, very good players, young players to these teams. And one team that stood out of to my head and to this search of the of a recommended club it's a spall spall is always having this kind of young players loan out and uh, loan in sorry um their squad is young and I, I mean there's a player there salvatore esposito the older of the esposito's brothers He's a midfielder, a ball playing midfielder. So number five. Uh, where's number five for those that are, do watch them? Um, I wrote an article recently about them. He is standout. Yeah, yeah. He is the standout player. He's absolutely <laughs> a joy to watch. And to have players like that at that league in your first first professional experience mm -hmm. as a coach could be great. Could be really great. And I think uh, Cagliari is a great team to coach as well. They're in a bad, a poor form maybe, but to have a young and fresh modern manager could be very good and even not only at Serie B he, he, he can be as well to, to go to Spain mm -hmm. second division could be a, a good a league to go well actually just touching on uh, Cagliari as you said that and they need a, a young up and coming coach 
Guess who they appointed? Which I didn't, I wasn't aware of until right now. Oh, go I, I wasn't aware as well, so I just said it totally. Uh, Claudio Ranieri, who's the, I suppose, the youngest oh. coach you could, you can get, <laughs> which is quite, quite mind blowing. So, anyway, okay, I I, okay, Claudio so, Ranieri is an absolutely legendary it's manager. Not but the, I do, I do think if you want longevity, a guy like Aquilani would obviously be a wonderful appointment. Um, they weren't looking for a young man. <laughs> they weren't actually, looking for that. But the, even speaking of that, Ranieri will probably stay with them until maybe the end of the season, and then they will look for someone else and Aquilani of course yeah, is only six maybe. months left of the season uh, you know I think you're absolutely spot on I think there's a lot of clubs in Serie B especially that will be yeah. you know looking there for a lo- there's yeah, a course. long list of, of teams looking for these kind of managers that were former yep. players and and they want modern ideas they are a second division side that wants mm-hmm. to or be playing good football and sell players that stood out at their team or to get promoted you know it, it's yeah. a Second tier league, so uh, there are minor teams like they don't have the budget and all that. So mm-hmm. they they want to get a little bit of something. Yeah, and as well when you said about Spal, for those that aren't aware, Daniele De Rossi is at Spal, but he is uh, respectfully not doing a wonderful job. They have actually regressed down the table and. He has won two games since taking charge. Uh, I think it was back in maybe October, September when he took charge. Yeah. So again, but you're right. I think Serie yeah, B it, is almost the perfect like a, place for Aquilani right now to go and establish yeah. himself as a manager, go establish his principles. There's so many teams there that are so exciting. You can loan players from Serie A. That, yeah. I mean, clubs like Juventus and Atalanta and oh, Napoli are, yeah. are, are always they're dying to send their players down to yeah. develop. You know, yeah, 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 totally. And it, it, Spal was an example of how the teams in Italy just want to be young and all that. Yeah, it it it, it can't be only Spal. It's not like okay, I I only want Aquilani at Spal. It's just an example of how the Serie B likes to move with these young players, young coaches, and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely, I think, it's definitely the next step for Aquilani. Definitely, I agree, Brian. Thank you so much for joining me today and to the listeners at home. I hope you enjoyed this episode of TFA Scouted. Make sure to tune back in on Thursday for a regular episode of the TFA podcast, which you will all hopefully love to. Please leave a rating on the podcast. It really helps us to reach a wider audience, which is all we're trying to achieve here at TFA. I'll speak to you all again soon and goodbye for now.